Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey man, want to make this the best summer ever? What if you could get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments by five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month? But what if the little cherry on top was no house payments for two months? That's right. No payments in August or September. You're done until October and come October, you're going to have a better mortgage, but don't take my word for it. Ask Kenneth in Hazel green, Kentucky. He says, all I was trying to do was refinance down to 10 years in order to set me up for retirement without a mortgage payment. After telling first family what I wanted, not only did they get me a shorter term, but they were able to reduce my payment and cut my interest rate in half. I could not be more satisfied with the process and the outcome. If you're looking to get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments, and maybe even get rid of all your credit card debt, man, you've got to go to savewithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. Even credit scores in the 500s can qualify. And because we're licensed in more than 40 states, we can help more families than ever before. So what are you waiting for? Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. That's savewithconrad.com. There's no better time to say I love you. And the most hated jeweler in America is at it again. You've heard us say I hate stevensinger.com. And you've heard us rave about his famous roses. But Steven Singer has been selling diamonds and bridal jewelry for four decades. Whether you have someone or something to celebrate, Steven is there for you. Ready to take the next step? Steven has a ready for love engagement ring collection that is no hassle, no risk, expertly picked engagement rings that are ready to go. Don't worry, Steven won't let you mess this up. He's been selling online for more than two decades, but recently he's kicked up everything a notch to better serve his friends and guests online. He has real expert jewelers on call to help you find the perfect ring or gift through new virtual video appointments, calls, texts, chats, or emails, all with extended hours. On top of that, he offers the best guarantee in the business with a full 100-day, 100% money-back guarantee and free shipping. Interest-free financing is available online too, and that's just the beginning. Gifts that say I love you every single day, backed with decades of experience in the comfort of your own home, it's easy. Just go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Fast, free, and safe shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. For Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bottom, Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotion. Tony and first what they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split Off, Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Thunder Russo, Arcade. 
Danny Mac simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh. Lois rules cat back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tom's a good looking man. Quandike Bill make a chip. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring. And here's your co host. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Conrad, what's going on this morning, uh, this afternoon, tonight, whenever you're listening to our podcast? How you doing, man? Man, better than I deserve. How are you? I'm, I'm okay, man. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, As everybody knows, I bounced back. I was on Dynamite. I didn't have the plague. So yeah, every, everything is great, man. Everything's very, very good. And, uh, spend a little time away from the house. Uh, we are, uh, actually in a cabin right now. Oh, a little sexy time Jones up there in the cabin. Yeah, there's huh? no sexy time Jones going on in this cabin here. Uh, we, uh, we got a cabin in North Georgia mountains because we had some uh, water damage and had to get the floors replaced in the house downstairs. So there, that's what's going on. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Lois about this uh, yesterday. Uh, she and I have not really had much of a vacation ever together by ourselves. Most of the vacations we took were with kids years ago. And and uh, this is kind of the first time that we are able to get away just the two of us and two little dogs. So we're, we're enjoying ourselves. Uh, but no sexy time. Not yet. Not yet. But the day is young. <laughs> and, uh, we are excited to be here with you because I got something that's going to put you in the mood, my man. Uh, damn. What is it? It's TNA from 2002. I can't wait, man. After we saw the midget, uh, jerk off in the trash can, I think, uh, this should be tremendous. Well, it's going to be tremendous. It's July 31st, 2002. It's NWA pay-per-view number seven. So as a reminder, number one, which we've watched here before, uh, was from Huntsville, Alabama. And, uh, now we've seen a couple of shows along the way, including the one, two weeks prior to this, where we saw our man in a trash can masturbating. Of course, we're talking mm. about puppet and today puppet is back and he's oh got my some God. words for, uh, one Jeff Jarrett. It's a, it's a show that's going to go one hour and 52 minutes. This is in the pay-per-view era where they were doing Wednesday night pay-per-views that were two hours every single week with no TV. Tony, who would have thunk this model wouldn't work that you could just sell pay-per-views without ever having TV. Well, how about that? Just, did they have subscriptions? No, they should have had subscriptions. Ding dong. The witch is dead. Witch, oh, witch, little baby dick. Oh, sorry. We're not. We're not doing the lowest version. We are here to talk about blueshoe.com. You see, if you like having sex, you're going to like bluechew.com. Bluechew.com, by now you know, offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom. That's right. Talk about putting your Peter on the gas. At bluechew.com, you can get the first chewables with the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but it's cheaper than those two because you get to skip the in-person doctor's appointment. Instead, you work with a bluechew.com affiliated physician who's going to help you find the right dosage and active ingredient best for you, but it's chewable, so it can work faster than a pill. 
and these chewables can be taken on a full or an empty stomach. We should also mention that there's no awkward conversation or waiting in line at the pharmacy here. This is gonna ship directly to your door in discreet packaging. There won't be anything discreet about your package when you get done, but that's a story for another day. We should mention, just like Hulk Hogan in the 80s, man, Blue Chew is a real American. Actually, I guess this is the WHW show. These Blue Chews are American made. I think American males, whatever. You get the idea. Shit's made in the USA. It's going to give you confidence in bed every single time. And here's the deal. We've often heard, oh, that guy's on the gas. He must be looking for his push, as JR would say. Well, why don't you put your Peter meat on the gas and get your push? You and your partner will love it. So chew it and do it. And here's a great deal for you guys. Go right now to bluechew.com and you get your first order for free. That's right. Free blue chew, free hard ons all around. Gather around, kids. Just use the promo code WHW. Like what happened when your ding dong got real hard. All you've got to do is pay $5 shipping. That's B L U E C H E W.com. And the promo code is WHW. Blue chew is one of our original sponsors here on the show. We greatly appreciate all that they do for us and hope you'll give them a try. It really has swept the wrestling nation. People are believers in this. If you're wanting to put on a show, if you're wanting a five-star performance, if you're wanting Dave Meltzer to write good things about your ding-dong going one-on-one with your lady friend, all you got to do is go to bluechew.com. I'm telling you, it's going to be in the dirt sheets next week. Or don't and get a dud rating. It's up to you. That's bluechew.com. Well, listen. <laughs> no. Hey, I want to say something about uh, Puppet. And say something about uh, puppet uh, whacking off in a trash can. I, uh, Daryl Marshall, who's a friend of the shows, big friend of the shows, and works for Turner Broadcasting still, was working for TNA back then. And he reached out to me and he said, listen to the podcast, loved it, had a lot of laughs. He said, but just to let you know, unfortunately, I was the guy producing that thing in the back. And it's not one of the highlights of my career. So there you go. So we blame Daryl Marshall for puppet whacking off in a trash can. Okay, I want to take a second here to talk about something that is very important to me and Lois, and I think everybody knows this, how much we love our dogs. Used to have four, only have two. And they are two good boys, the Bug and Chewy. And because we love our dogs so much, we worry about what they eat. We worry about their food. And that's why Solid Gold is a solid part of the Shivani household. Did you know that up to 80%, this is, a, this is something I didn't know, but I found this out very quickly. Up to 80% of the immune system is influenced by the gut or that supporting the immune system through a proper diet and digestive health enables pets to better fight environmental allergies. We live in Metro Atlanta, and there are so many allergies in the Georgia area that our pets fight as much as we do. We found out that Solid Gold is passionate about gut health because a healthy digestive system impacts the immune system positively and the overall wellness of pets. It was the very first holistic pet food company in America. Sissy McGill started it in 1974. 
Sissy, a trailblazer, a pioneer who disrupted a male-dominated industry and created a natural pet food before it was cool to develop one. So for over 45 years now, Solid Gold has revolutionized the holistic pet food category. They have a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary needs, including, now remember this, including healthy whole grain and grain-free options, wet food, supplements like sea meal, and 100% human-grade bone broth for dogs. To see the Solid Gold Deal of the Week, go to solidgoldpet.com WHW. That's solidgoldpet.com WHW. Remember, solidgoldpet.com WHW. And use the dog food that Bug and Chewy use. Use the dog food they love, the dog food that keeps them healthy. The very first ever holistic dog food. Solid gold and nourish your pet inside and out. And we thank Solid Gold for being a sponsor of What Happened When. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be something else, man. I don't know what else to say. Go to the Impact Plus app. You got to download this thing. It's only a couple bucks a month. It's ImpactPlus.tv. There's so much good stuff in here. It's beyond words, Tony. And I'm excited for you to try to find the words because this is just something else, man. Well, you know, uh, finding words has kind of been what I try to do every week. You know. Let's find the words here. Fire up your Impact Plus app. Does your bride want to yell from the other side of the room, or is she too busy wine booking? Uh, I'll just swing the microphone over there and have her give us a countdown. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm glad we're not on video because I don't want you swinging anything over to her where I can okay. see it. All right, honey, will you give us three, two, one, play? Three, two, one, play. No, not yet. <laughs> Damn it. That was real fast and I wasn't ready. And I know you're no, used, nobody was ready. She's okay. used to being quick draw McGraw with you. I'm sure, but we got to okay. drag it out a little bit here. Okay. All right. No, we're not going to edit to that. That's why I've got you sitting here to do this. Okay, here we go. You ready? Stand by. Here comes Lois and do it slowly. Once here we go. I don't get to say anything about how you guys are a bunch of slap dicks and your idiot morons and juvenile humor stuff. No, you don't get to say that. All right, then. Three, two, one, play. Boom. Oh, how about this? We still get a disclaimer saying mm -hmm. there's going to be violence. Fight Network again. How about that? Yeah, Jeez. it's so wild to me that this is the original pay-per-view, but they're airing the Canadian TV version. Let's track the open here. I'll be the judge of that, Mike, tonight. So you see from the venue here, look at that guy, TNA super fan here. We're in Nashville, and we are at the Nashville Fairgrounds. Talk about a famous wrestling building. And here we are. And notice, you know, a couple of weeks prior to this, they were at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. Now we're at the fairgrounds. It's going to look a little different, Tony. Boy, is it ever. Oh, and here's our it's man. He mm. wants his baby back, baby back, baby back. He wants his baby back, baby, back, baby. Oh, that's Chili's. 
Hey, you ever have the baby corns and uh, Applebee's? I no, I've not. Whenever I think of Applebee's, I think about those little baby ears of corn that they would put in your salad. It was very random and odd. Yeah, I don't think you you. I don't think other restaurants do that. I don't think they do anymore either. There may have been uh-huh. some sort of baby ears of corn. Man, look at Elix Skipper. Why is this hey. dude? Why did he not have more success in wrestling? Was it just bad timing? I mean, you got to think if this dude was born 10 years later, man, he'd be wrestling on Wednesday night somewhere. Yeah, it has to be bad timing because let's face it. He, he was a good guy. Everybody kind of liked him. He, I mean, he got along with people. It wasn't trouble. All right. This is, uh, this is fresh off of what happened a week ago, I guess. Right. Yeah, what we saw was two weeks prior, but we've got Elix Skipper now going to be challenging AJ Styles for the X Division World Championship, uh, which is clearly a big part of the show. Oh, and Elix Skipper getting the heat. There you go, buddy. What was the That's old, what you do. What was the old uh, phrase that they used to say in wrestling when you started that you can't say anymore? Oh, what Pearl you- Harbor. Oh, Can you believe yes. all the things? People used to, term, used to use terms like, oh, this match was an abortion. Oh, a Pearl Harbor did. I mean, there's so many things where like, what the fuck were we thinking? How is that ever like, okay to say, well, I, 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 I get it when you can't call him, uh, it's politically incorrect oh to call it a, God, a match what a abortion. That was. Did you see that? What? My goodness. AJ styles just did one of the slickest neck breakers I've ever seen. That was tremendous. I got to tell you, I, I Tony, get- this is, this is the precursor for what we're seeing now on Wednesday nights. It's funny because I said a minute ago. Man, you got to think if Elix was around these days, he'd be wrestling on Wednesday night. Well, shit, he was wrestling on Wednesday night 18 years ago. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Just want to make sure. You never know. I'm up in the cabin. Hey, uh, so, you know, the term abortion, I get it. But what's, what's politically incorrect about Pearl Harbor? Um, well, a lot. Well, I know what, I mean, I know what it's, I, I get it, but okay. I mean, I don't think we would say, boy, he's laying waste to everybody. He's, he's pulling a, a, a Holocaust. We'd be like, what uh, the fuck? Okay. What are you talking right. about? We can't talk like that. Uh, okay. it was, it's so weird you. to me that that was an acceptable term and nobody, everybody's like, yep, yep. Got him from behind. Wasn't expecting yeah. it. It's like, whoa. Well, that that's uh, the Pearl Harbor and, and abortion was kind of the things they use when uh, talking about matches in the backstage area. I don't really remember talking to calling it like that on oh, TV. Oh, old Southern announcers did for sure. My <clears throat> okay. Old Southern announcers. Well, I was on the borderline there, buddy. Hey, you know, these kids are good. These kids are doing some pretty good stuff here. No, man, this could be on NXT or dynamite right now, man. What a, has AJ styles got one of the best drop kicks in the history of wrestling or what? Yes, he does. It's so amazing to me to see how AJ has progressed, you know, from wrestling here. Now there's anything wrong with this. This is down and dirty wrestling. The type that I, we all grew up on to being on the big stage at WrestleMania and being the WWE world champion. I mean, in this era, even these, oh my gosh, a dragon suplex right on the top of his head. Dude, this is some big time action right here. My man. Oh, and look at our referee here. Now with WWE. How about that? How about that? Ooh. Yeah, I agree about Elix, man. Elix must have just, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he grew tired of the business. 
being a WCW would have done that to you, but here he is in uh, TNA later. Could play the part of the the uh, the heel very well too, man. See those man. facial expressions he's giving you, dude. He's really next level perform. I've never seen that before. Did you see that? Yes, I I don't know what to call that. We would have to check with Excalibur what to call that. I don't even know what I just saw. He just improvised that is what he did. Oh, those are stiff kicks too, man. Look at this. I Listen, I know that we're not doing the best job for our listeners right now. But I'm but in fucking just... awe of how these guys are pulling out all the stops. And I'm not trying to shill for, for impact. Uh, I recently got a ton of impact. hate. they did their pay-per-view a, a few weeks back and they had a women's battle Royal. That was just real bad. And I posted uh-huh. something like, um, is, is it just me or is this the worst shit you've ever seen? <laughs> and, uh, of course I didn't say what I was referring to. And I think a lot of people thought I was talking about some Joey Ryan video that I had not seen. But the match was just, I mean, the girls were working hard, but I don't know. I felt like it was just poorly put together. And I don't understand why if, if there are no fans, why don't we just tape it and cut around it and get it right? I know that sounds like I'm micromanaging, but it's like right now, maybe less than ever, is there room for there to be a bunch of bad stuff on the show, especially when it can be pre-taped. And I know that, you know, you guys really enjoy every other week going live, live. And I get that. And I know that there's magic in that and I understand it, but everybody's done a really good job. I feel like for the most part of keeping the spoilers from leaking out. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, it's amazing. I, I, I was completely, I thought for sure that, uh, Eddie Kingston would be, uh, would be, uh, it would have been Spoiled. leaked. Yeah. And, and it yeah. wasn't, and the internet went wild and, and I'm, I'm all on the Eddie Kingston train. I'm glad that you mentioned him. He's me too, man, dude. I'm glad you got to see him. I know he hasn't normally been on your radar, but I started watching his stuff. I'm going to say in like, Oh, four, Oh five in like IWA and CZW. And he's been doing, I don't know. There's something about certain guys who just have a swagger about them. And we've talked about it a lot with like Conan, when we watch old WCW stuff, you don't know why you just know, Hey, that motherfucker's cool. The difference being when the bell rang, I believed Eddie Kingston. Like when he did something like I believed, Oh, okay, this is real. And you know, I know a lot of people could be critical once upon a time. And if you're looking for the quote unquote WWE prototype that, okay, he had not the average physique of a superstar up there, but neither did dusty Rhodes, And for that matter, these days, neither does Bray Wyatt, neither does Otis, neither does, I mean, you could go on and on how all of that has sort of changed. Even Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens. Absolutely. Once upon yeah. a time wrestling in a t-shirt, people would have said, Oh, and, and Kevin Owens has become a fucking superstar up there. And it's because the work is more important than, okay. He's, you know, got a little bit of a belly, but who cares? Like uh, really, and truly we need somebody who looks like they just rolled off a bar stool and could kick your ass. And that's what 
Dick Slater and Dick Murdoch and guys from that era did. Like nobody was ever like, Hey, Harley race, where's your fucking six pack? You, you asshole. But that never happened because he was believable and Eddie Kingston. goddamn, if he ain't just oozing believability and I hate that things have wound up the way they are during the pandemic where, t- where the NWA can't run every week and do their thing. But if that means that Eddie Kingston may back into a shot at having a, a regular gig on TV for AW, I think he'd be a big contributor and I'm not blowing anybody's phone up saying you gotta, you gotta hire this guy, but I'm going to say it on the podcast. You gotta hire this guy. I have a lot of time for him. I, I, I got to, uh, actually the first time I met him and, uh, just a little, uh, behind the scenes story with me and Eddie, I, I introduced, introduced myself. He introduced himself. We talked a little bit and actually we, when I met Eddie, here's the, here's the, uh, the irony of, of meeting Eddie Skipper. You have got guys stop what you're doing. Go buy this impact plus app. It's like $7 or some nominal amount of money. You won't miss. And just watch this match. July 31st, 02. These guys are fucking tearing it up, man. This is great stuff. It is great stuff. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. Elix Skipper is about to innovate some more shit. I can just feel it. Okay, well, let's let's let him innovate, and we'll hold off on the uh, the, the what story. What is that? That's tremendous. You know what? When things get back to normal, me and you are going to the goddamn Applebee's, and we're going to sit in his <laughs> section, ordering everything on the menu. We're going to leave. That's the one in Douglasville, right? I don't know, but we're going to find it and we're going to, we're going to chat him up and we're going to pay homage. We're going to leave a giant tip and we're going to leave a five-star review and we're going to get on Yelp and we're going to talk about how badass everything was. I got to get this guy. You know what? We're going to find this dude and we're going to get him to do something with us. I don't know what, but this is like a real forgotten, holy shit talent here. Think about all so the you don't know the sto- did with you don't know the story of why he walked away from the business, or maybe he didn't walk away. Maybe he, there's an injury. Well, I mean, or I, maybe I, I think he had a shot with with WWE, and for whatever reason, they just didn't see it. And and maybe the rap is you know because sometimes WWE is like we don't care what kind of moves you can do, we want to know what type of stories you can tell. You know, what's the old what did Vince do on that? We, we make movies. Oh, look at this dragon sleeper here. I'm probably butchering all these names, but that looks legit as shit, man. Yeah. That's like a, yeah, somebody's going to say, oh, Google planet, oh, my planet, uh, reversal, freedom, Schnavitz. Okay. Whatever. It was fucking cool. These guys are showing everything they can do from the, the fancy flashy moves to, to mat work. And this is an era where, okay, there's some less than great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they saved it. Like- they found it. Yeah, you can't get everything right. You can't. You know, it's also important to remember these guys are doing this not in front of, you know, 13,000 screaming fans, but front in front of a few hundred here uh, at the Nashville Fairgrounds. I'm just so impressed with, with what they're putting forth and the effort. And Anyway, I know that he had a shot with, with, with WWE and I think he was brought to one of the camps or something. And I think up there at the time, you know, maybe he wasn't big enough. Maybe he didn't have, uh, the in-between stuff. Cause I know some of the criticisms on guys who can do really hot moves is, well, they just know how to do moves. They don't know how to put it together in a match, but I, you know what? I'm almost like, okay, well, let's find a spot for that. Maybe that's what keeps them from being in the main event, but there's a spot on the card somewhere for them. You know, the old analogy that we've often talked about here on the show, Tony is like 
Dusty Rose used to say with the circus, you had to have a lion tamer, you had to have the clowns, you had to have the trapeze artists. None of those folks are doing the same thing, but there's something for everyone. So if you're yeah. looking for big athletic, you know, fancy moves that you've never seen before, real innovation and, and high spots, if you will, look at this shit. Then yeah, this is your cup of tea. And it's just remarkable to me that one of these guys in such an impressive showing here went on to become one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And the other was like, no, I got to get out of the business and just get a real job. What a maneuver. And fans Tremendous. are chanting. And some of the fans are into it and some of the fans aren't. And I guess maybe it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe some of the fans are too old school for this. Like that shirt, man. With the exception of the color. Like the design on it. I'm really big into shirts now, you know. Uh, tell me what you mean you're big into shirts. You're big into the wrestling shirts? Oh, here we go. Setting up the Styles Clash. Is he going to get it? Nope. Reverses out of it. That's a nice reversal from that. What, what I meant was Mark Madden type shirts, you know. Oh, I got you. Hawaiian shirts. Oh my, oh shit. Look at everybody. They're checking on Elix. Want to make sure he's not dead. Fell right on his neck. Ah. Oh, AJ don't care. Get him in position. Go to the top rope. Let's pile on. <laughs> We're going for the finish, buddy. Shooting star. What are we going to see? Oh, oh my oh. God. That's gotta be it. And it is boys and girls. That was 14 minutes of hard hitting straight action. Go out of your way to watch it in this era. This has got to be real innovation. I can't imagine they were doing stuff like that on Mondays or SmackDown. Did, did Meltzer review all the pay-per-views on a weekly basis? Uh, you know, I'm not even really sure because he's always sort of selectively reviewed what he wanted to. Like, I don't think he was reviewing MLW and I don't know. Some of that stuff yeah. is just weird to me. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it's great, man. It's, it's tremendous. It was a great way to start off a show that man, how do you follow that? Well, God. what you do is you have a little person pull a gun on Jeff Jarrett. I mean, that's the only logical place to go. Okay. Seriously. Can you imagine <laughs> that this is on the same show? It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, Look, the sentence I just said, I didn't make up. That's real. We're going to see it in a few minutes. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Tremendous. Well, if you go having Jack, Jack off in a trash can, why not have him pull a gun on somebody? Right. I don't know what we're saying right now, mm. by the way, um, the, uh, the venue here, you've actually been to it, right? Didn't you do one of the last shows, the NWA 70? Didn't you do that here? Yeah. Nick Aldis and uh, Cody that match. Isn't that crazy to think about that, that you did a show here. And also this is the same venue where I, uh, did my angle with Mike Tanay, right? Yes. So I'd been here a couple of times, not just in the ring, but, uh, right. You know, calling the action as well. So here's the deal. This show had, uh, 550 fans in the undercard before the pay-per-view started. They did Matt Stryker, not the one, you know, uh, versus BJ Whitmer. And he beat BJ who, you know, real well. And right. Jimmy rave, who a lot of people thought was going to be a big deal one day. Uh, and I mean, he still had a great run with ring of honor and a bunch of indies, but I think a lot of people thought, Hey man, he could be the next AJ. He beat shark boy. And then we had that barn burner. Woo. 
And next up, well, something a little different. How would you describe the announcer here? Don West on the left, looking like he made a deal with the devil with that satin red shirt. And on the right, your boy, Ed Ferrara, who looks like the shoot devil. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. Comes. Do you know who this is? Have you ever seen this person before? Uh, I may have, uh, well, there's Elix again, right? That's Elix, but charging him is Monty Brown. And let me tell you, he is going to become one of your favorite characters. If we watch a ton of this stuff, he becomes a big deal for TNA. He's almost like uh, the black Goldberg instead of hitting you with a spear, he hits you with the pounce. And it was just, he's so fun to watch. He's entertaining. He got the sports entertainment, but look at him. He looks like a fucking million bucks. Yeah. I was going to say, man, those arms are tremendous now. So, uh, Monte Brown, how come he didn't, uh, he, he had a, uh, a cup of coffee with the WWE and, uh, I think his sister got sick and she needed him and he just said, Hey, I got to go take care of this. That's enough of that. Wow. But I think they were even teasing and I could be wrong, but I think if the original plans for WrestleMania would have happened this year, they were trying to do like a, a special TNA night, if you will. So we're going to go back to being not impact, but TNA hmm. and, um, uh, I think he was going to come back, but I don't, I don't think he actually did, but yeah, he was in WWE, I guess from like Oh six to Oh seven. And, uh, he needed to take off for some family issues sometime in Oh seven. And when he didn't come back after X number of days or weeks or months or whatever, they just announced that they were uh, releasing him. He wrestled under a different name there though. Of course he wrestled under like Marcus Corvon or something like that. But here he's Monty Brown. And badass. He used to play um, for the Buffalo Bills. He was even in one of the Super Bowls. So he's like a legit athlete outside of wrestling as well. And I wow, could, could, whoa, that's a cool deal right there, was it not? That's a strong man move. Strong man. Look, sometimes you know, going back to him, where is he? Because he obviously was a good performer. What, what happened to Elix Skipper? How come he uh, went and uh, left? Sometimes guys get into it and they figure wrestling just ain't for me. You know, you know, what's funny is I just Googled him and I found his Wikipedia. I don't know if this is right, but it says he was trained by, are you ready for this combination of folks? Well, let me back up and say this. He's from Michigan. So if I say he's from Michigan, do you just jump to, oh, so-and-so probably trained him. Do you do Steiners. That? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh my gosh, here comes Jeff Jarrett and he's got a body, a little body bag. Oh no. Anyway, uh, he was trained by, it says here, Dan Severn and Sabu. How about that for a pair? <laughs> Good God. How about that for a pair? <laughs> so wh explain what we've got happening right here, Tony. Call this. Okay. Us. We got, uh, Jeff Jarrett has, has come up with a body bag. Uh, it's obviously a little person in the body bag and Elix Skipper is still down and the body bag is flailing. It's, it's tied up, and Jared's got the microphone, and he's talking to everybody. Should we track this shit, or you don't want to? I mean, I think it'd be funnier if you just said what you think. Okay. I have here to my right this little bitch who, right in front of everybody, right in front of everybody, tried to masturbate, tried to masturbate in a trash can. Now, here's the deal. The fact is, we all know he wasn't going to try to masturbate in a trash can but Daryl Marshall, Daryl Marshall, friend of Tony Schiavone, friend of the shows, said, hey, I got an idea. 
why don't you try to masturbate in a trash can? And, uh, and this little guy here said, I don't think that'd be good for TV. And Daryl Marshall said, do what I say. I used to work for WCW. And as you know, we ran the business at one time. So there's the reason we had that spot on TV last week. It wouldn't have been a spot that I would have done or my daddy would have approved of, but it wouldn't have been a spot that Vince Russo would have. Well, I guess Vince Russo would have. Well, I'm going to drop the microphone here. I'm going to pick him up and stand him up. And let's see if I can't. Uh, well, thank God it wasn't a Boy Scout nod. Oh, my gosh. He is Lord legitimately kidnapped and tied the wrists and even uh, electrical taped the mouth of a little person. This is not, <laughs> Jesus, this is not puppet, right? No, this is another oh. little person. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. I don't know what we're saying or what we're doing right now. He's going to pile drive the little person. Yes, he did. And only thing the little person wanted to do was just go into sack race. That's all. Well, I don't know. He's got barbed wire britches on. Man. Oh, that was a tough landing. Jeff did not take care of him at all there. I, I think don't think the, Jeff took care of many people. The <laughs> Just Karen. <laughs> just Kurt Angle's wife. Hey, um, <laughs> did you see when he went to clothesline him and he took a knee? Mm-hmm. That was tremendous. Mm. So Daryl Marshall, that's for you. That's for you. It's a, it's a bit that Vince Russo wouldn't have done. Well, maybe you would have. Uh Oh, here we go again. Uh Oh, your man puppet. He ain't having this shit. He's pissed off. How would you describe his shirt? He's wearing here. Uh, that's a guy with a lot of phlegm in his mouth. And his I guess that's gotta be his, uh, that's gotta be his likeness. He feels. Let's uh let's try to track a little bit of this. Oh God! Because I'm feeling you're sick. Because I beat you in the punch. Because I'm one up on you. Will you call yourself puppet, the midget killer? Well tonight I'm not Jeff Jarrett. I'm the dwarf destroyer. Oh wow! Whoa. If you want some, come get some. Me and you. Okay, slap nuts. <laughs> Well, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to even up the side. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 Make him pay for oh, it. Make him all pay for it, Jared. Oh. <laughs> Did you see the way he sold the chair shot? This is a yeah. We've seen some crazy shit, Conrad. This is this is right up there, isn't it? I've never. I mean, first of all, Jared is destroying puppet with a chair. Because mm -hmm. Lord knows, if somebody broke into my house with a pistol, first thing I'm doing is getting a folding chair. Oh my gosh. They We've bring got out Ricky's steamboat and bullet Bob Armstrong and one of the Harris brothers for a game. I like to call which one of these is not like the other. <laughs> Wonder how steamboat felt about coming out after that. He probably thinks, you know, after WrestleMania three with macho man, <laughs> 
or right before I won the world title from Ric Flair in Chicago on pay-per-view in 89. Can you imagine when they said, all right, Ricky, here's what we got in mind. <laughs> Jesus. Meltzer would write about this. Many in the promotion have noted it's an entirely different clientele since they moved buildings. And there has been frustration that this new clientele is largely non-responsive. It made all the difference in the world when everyone, including Jarrett Early and Steamboat, were not getting a reaction. There were bad things on the show, like Malice <laughs> versus Apollo, Puppet the Midget pulling a gun on Jarrett, which was beyond stupid since there was a guy with a gun and security seemed unconcerned as they disarmed him and nobody in the building took it seriously. As well as the homosexual Bruce winning the TNA title from Taylor Vaughn. Oh, my God. As in Bruce Pritchard? Well, we'll have to see. Can you believe this is real? Mm. What did uh, what did Melter say about the match that we saw? Did he did he rate that one? Uh, I don't think so. Oh God, because he should have. I could be wrong. Yeah, well, you're right. The, the fans don't give a shit about Steamboat jumping in there, do they? They do not care at all. I mean, we're talking about one of the greats of all time, and when he jumps in the ring, fans should probably go nuts. And look at this. Look at this firepower here. Yo. Scott Hall is here. Bam. Lays him out. And you want to talk about stars, man. Jeff yeah. Jarrett and, and Ricky Steamboat and, and Scott Hall are stars here. And oh, by the way, you just saw an incredible match with Elix Skipper and AJ Styles. And of course, they knew Elix from WCW, but AJ was another level too, man. How about the I'm old gonna... school military gurney? <laughs> That's like the one Ox Baker used to bring to the ring. Yes, it is. God, we got an Ox Baker reference on our show. How about that? Is that is is the world great or what? Did you think that my thirty nine year old ass was going to dust off an Ox Baker? Ah, did you? You know, when I first met him, it, it was one of the one of the great moments in, in in my life. Meet him backstage. He was just like, I mean, he had a pipe. And he had those fucking eyebrows. He, hey, what? Who are you? What are you? you? You one of the announcers here? I went, yes, sir. Well, good. Make sure you put me over. I said, okay. And I walked away and someone said, that's Ox Baker. Just tremendous. Ox Baker. It's, it's unbelievable that this promotion didn't do better than it did with the talent. But I mean, I just look at Scott Hall there and I know that Scott was definitely having his ups and downs in this era, but dude, he still looks like a star and is a star. And here's Sonny Siaki talking to Goldilocks. What do you think Sonny Siaki is going to say here? Well, I just saw a, a small person. I just saw a small person pull a gun on Jeff Jarrett. And there's most of us in the backstage area wouldn't have minded that because it's Jeff Jarrett. But let's face it, that has no place in pro wrestling. Just like you have no place in pro wrestling. One, look, follow my finger. I know you've been drinking. Here's the deal. Nope. I heard you burp, and I'm walking away. That's right. Never burp in my face again. Watch this finger. See the finger? Can you follow that finger? Okay, you can't follow that finger, right? And you know what? Don't ever have anybody 
do an interview with me again. We've been drinking. You got it? Okay. That's the deal. Now, I was talking about a small person in a gun and Jeff Jarrett and Ricky Steamboat and Scott Hall. And they have, after Steamboat and Scott Hall are in the ring, they're going to come to me and do an interview with me? Ah. Maybe I'm going to be a star one day too, baby. Oh, by the way, hit me up. I haven't had anything to drink. Oh, you know what? Uh, I'm glad you said hit me up because Goldilocks did hit me up. Let me uh, let me lock, check my DMs here. I've never met Goldilocks, but I got to tell you, it tickled me when she slid my DMs. Let me find it. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, here comes our buddy, James Vandenberg. She's got a new movie coming out. Oh, she does? She does. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to help, okay. I'm gonna help uh, plug it a little bit. Okay. What's the, is it going, uh, is going to be like, uh, on, uh, it's called, uh, all to you. And I believe it's, uh, about suicide prevention. We'll link it. Uh, okay. It's on YouTube and, uh, yeah, I think she's, uh, probably doing some good work here. Well, good for her. Oh, it looks like James Storm's in it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's pretty cool, man. I'm excited to see that she's still around and doing something in the entertainment space and hope she's having fun. And I got to tell you, man, I was convinced that Sonny Siaki was going to be a bigger deal as well. We talked about what brought his wrestling career to an end. I guess it's sort of a similar story to Monty Brown where he had a family member in need, but his was more of the ultimate sacrifice, man. He, uh, he donated a kidney to one of his brothers, which we've talked about and retired from pro wrestling. And I think he, uh, even did a little cameo where he appeared on family feud with his family since he left wrestling. And I think he's a, a civilian now working for UPS or FedEx or something like that. But it's cool to know that, you know, there are guys like him out there. I mean, what a big deal that is to give up your dream because it's the right thing to do to help your brother. I mean, you think about all the selfish things we hear about wrestling and guys making sacrifices selfishly to miss family events and things like that. Meanwhile, he just left it all to give his brother a kidney. And how about that flip over leg drop? Tremendous, man. Yeah, that does. That says a lot about his character. It says a lot about his family. How close knit the family is. I think we knew that already. But the, I, I think it was inter- interesting to, to hear you call say that he was in civilian life now, <laughs> as if wrestling is is like the military or police. Wow, man! How about that? Well done. Yeah, I, you know, you, you go back and you take a look again, you were talking about this steamboat was out there and Jeff Jarrett was out there and Scott Hall was out there. How can a promotion who had all this talent not be, uh, do more than they've done? Uh, and of course the, the, the answer is mismanagement. And also the answer is, I, I really think. You may, you may not agree with this, but I really think it's very important to have a good clearance. Am I right? Oh my gosh. Like it makes all the difference in the world, you know? Sure it does. Sure it does. You look at that's the, why, 
That's why AEW has become relevant because of, well, we, I, I, I firmly believe that we have a good product, but also we're on a good station. These two are, these two are tearing it up too, man. Oh, absolutely. With the exception of the midget with the gun, we've had some pretty good stuff going on here. Well, and how about this? That was a spectacle. Yeah, it was a spectacle. <clears throat> Sorry. A uh, small person with a gun. That was a spectacle. That's right. And this is the Vince Russo era, right? I'm sorry, say again. This is the Vince Russo era, right? Yes. Hmm. This guy reminds me, this guy reminds me of just incredible in a way. The exception of he doesn't have jeans on. I don't know, just his look, maybe? Have we talked about... Yeah, it's got to be his look. I mean, just because he's bald and has a goatee. and I mean, there's really nothing else. Uh, right. By the way, Wolfie D is the name that most of our listeners are going to know him as. Um, he was a big deal in, uh, in Memphis for a long time. He used to... Uh, and he was even on WWE with the Nation of Domination. They used to come out rapping. He would be with J.C. Ice. Call. I don't. Okay. Well, J.C. Ice's real name is, well, I don't know if it's his real name. His other name is Jamie Dundee, and his dad was a wrestler named Bill Dundee. And I'm sure you remember I, Bill Dundee. I knew Bill Dundee very well. I knew his, uh, his daughter and his son-in-law. Well, his son, uh, Jamie, would team with this fellow. And uh, he would wrestle under the name Wolfie D. Here, though, he's wrestling under the name Slash, which is really a good name if you think about it because when you say Slash, at least in the entertainment business, you think of Guns N' Roses. And Guns N' Roses will never not be cool. How about your man Armstrong here? Here's the thing about these Armstrong boys. They look the same age forever. Like, I can't tell. Is he 35 or 51? Right. Exactly. The only thing I think that hurts Sonny Siaki, as crazy as it sounds, because don't get me wrong, he has a good look. But I remember watching this with my uncle back in the day, and he said, oh, is this like their version of The Rock? This guy sucks. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You say he sucks because you're comparing him to The Rock. Well, goddamn, if you're comparing anyone's mic skills to The Rock, everyone sucks. So don't look at it through that lens. Why do you say that? He said, oh, well, he looks like him. And I guess because, you know, He's not uh, Seamus, <laughs> and he's not Elix <laughs> Skipper. Oh, he looks like The Rock. You know, you forget my fucking uncle's from rural Alabama. And I'm like, no, don't fucking compare him to The Rock. That's not fair. But he did have a uh, cool I, look. Your, your entire family from Alabama? Yeah. Well, Both my, sides? My mom uh, was raised in Mississippi. Uh, oh, well, that's better. But then she moved to Alabama. Uh, he was probably 14, 15, 16, something like that. Uh, oh. But yeah, my dad's born and raised here. There you go. Stay close to your home. That's what I say, man. I didn't do that. I went, I went awry. I left Virginia. Never, never looked back. Isn't that well, something? Well, I'm ready that's to something out how, here. How, how our lives are different in that way. Just think that's interesting. 
Hey, just wanted to give you a heads up. You're wasting money on your single biggest expense and you might not even realize it. Just ask Brandon in Texas, save with Conrad.com. Just hooked him up. He left us a five-star review and here's what he had to say. This whole refinance process has been super easy. It's been entirely stress-free. I had a good interest rate beforehand and no real need to refinance, but I finally looked into it after hearing Conrad's ads. Turns out they were able to cut five years of payments, saving me about $50,000. Man, Brandon saved 50 grand and he thought he had a great deal. How much can you save? Find out right now for free at savewithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket and we're licensed in more than 40 states so we can help more families than ever before at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? At savewithconrad.com. I mean, it just, we're, we're literally are in the sticks. And Lois, we were on the back porch here, and Lois says, I could live here. And I said, not me. And she couldn't understand why I said I couldn't live here. And, she's, and then I told her, I said, I grew up in this. This is where I'm from. So I got out of this. So I'm, what I'm, I'm a roundabout way, I'm saying that me growing up in Craigsville, Virginia was a little bit different than you growing up in Gunnersville or Huntsville because you had a lot more going on. When you grow up in the mountains when there's, where there's nothing, and I mean nothing, not even a goddamn Papa John's, then you, you feel like you want to escape. Okay. Bye. So there. Can we just mention that that neck breaker he just did where he put the hood on him first mm-hmm. shit, man, that was cool. That was cool. You know, I, I understand people used to say, oh, it's the hangman's neck breaker, but to put mm-hmm. the, the, the thing over their deal, like you were about to guillotine their head. Woof. That was a cool little move. And I like that. Yeah. And obviously you don't give a shit about my stories either. No, I'm sorry for putting over the fucking show we're watching. That's exactly right. Tony. There. <laughs> Thank you, Jr. Uh, no, here's the deal. I, uh, I, I would never go vacation in the mountains. I live on a fucking mountain. I'm surrounded by trees, right? I'm good, but I understand that every now and again, people want to go vacation in the mountains. I am fortunate enough to live on one and get to look at others because I live in a nice part of Alabama and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. However, it tickles me that Lois says, oh, it's so peaceful and quiet. Mm-hmm. This chick don't leave the goddamn house. <laughs> well, well, whatever noise there is, is shit that you adopted and put collars on. That's it. <laughs> if it's noisy otherwise, turn the apps off, turn down the volume on your iPad, t- turn Fox News the fuck off. Maybe everybody will be happier and it'll be more peaceful. Agreed. But it's the same shit. The difference I know is, is she's spending time with you in the same room and you're like, we're not watching Fox News. Turn that shit mm-hmm. off. Right. So now it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. And she's not saying woman, man, camera, TV. Right. Here oh, comes man, the wall. Comes malice. Oh, malice. Malice, sorry. Malice is pissed off. Mm. You know what I think they should have done with the Harris brothers? They should have well, did them like Vianos. Just this is bald number one. This is bald number two. Hmm. Again, I say it. I'll say it again. Like I said last week, I liked the look of Malice here. I not necessarily like that name, but I like the, I like his look. 
Well, better listen, than like I the like wall. That they're going with this like, uh, hey, are we a cult? Are we, uh, right. you know, how about these weird tattoos though? This, this might be like the worst tattoos ever. These are like the tattoos that, you know, when you've got like a six year old and they want a quarter and they go over to that machine and spin it and this little plastic egg comes out and this thing, they lick the back of it and pull it off a piece of cardboard and rub it on the oh. forearm. Yeah. That's what you're it gonna have, looks like. You got to track this. No, no, no. I need you to do it. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. I'm here with, what's your name again? Jeez. Uh, tell me the name. Come on. Tell me your name again. Oh, jeez. Uh, come on. They told me to stick the microphone in front of me. You must be a mute. I mean, you're not talking at all. What's your name? Come on. I know you're a big star because almost no one popped when you came out. Uh, well, look, uh, my name is Ricky Steamboat. Uh, they said, come on out TNA and do some stuff. And I thought, okay, I would. But then they said, we're going to have you come out after you have a midget. Uh, I'm sorry, a little person pull a gun on Jeff Jarrett. Uh, and I thought, well, I'm getting a payday. I might as well. So I walk out and no one pops. And I wonder, are these people under the influence of something? Have they never watched wrestling? Because uh, WrestleMania 3, did you see WrestleMania 3? Yes, I did. Okay, I was in WrestleMania 3, and I probably had the best match of WrestleMania 3, even though my name was not Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant, or I didn't do all that crazy stuff they did. But I was a big star, and I still am. Hell, I used to go Broadways with Ric Flair on a daily basis. We would go to Greenville, South Carolina. We'd do 60 Minutes. We would go uh, to, wait a minute, you knew Ric Flair? <laughs> Could you get his autograph for me? I mean, is it possible? Do you know him? Oh, geez, lady, I'll have to check with Wendy to see if I can get an autograph. He may charge you $5,000. Did you know that Rick is on, um, cameo? Uh, I did not. Rick is on cameo. What's he charging for? It's got, it, it can't be like when I was on, I was charging like 20 bucks a spot. You want to guess what his is? It's got to be a thousand dollars. 500 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. There's no better time to say I love you. And the most hated jeweler in America is at it again. You've heard us say I hate stevensinger.com and you've heard us rave about his famous roses. But Steven Singer has been selling diamonds and bridal jewelry for four decades. Whether you have someone or something to celebrate, Steven is there for you. Ready to take the next step? Steven has a ready for love engagement ring collection that is no hassle, no risk expertly picked engagement rings that are ready to go. Don't worry. Steven won't let you mess this up. He's been selling online for more than two decades, but recently he's kicked up everything a notch to better serve his friends and guests online. He has real expert jewelers on call to help you find the perfect ring or gift through new virtual video appointments, calls, texts, chats, or emails all with extended hours. On top of that, he offers the best guarantee in the business with a full 100 day, 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. Interest-free financing is available online too. And that's just the beginning gifts that say, I love you every single day backed with decades of experience in the comfort of your own home. It's easy. Just go to, I hate fast, free and safe shipping. Steven singer jewelers. That's I hate he was calling himself the truth here in case you couldn't pick up what he was saying there, but dude, so fucking good.
Yeah, man. He's, uh, again, I got a lot of time for him. Even though they haven't had him, I may, maybe still have him involved in that crazy 24-7 title thing. Uh, Meltzer would write, he started by doing the race card on a black girl, uh, the NTNA, saying how they were exploiting her and called her a hoe. I think everyone on the show was called a bitch at one point. She gave him the worst slap until Brown saved her from a teased beating. The race stuff was beyond subtle here. Brown was laid out with a two-by-four shot till Steamboat came out as the law and order, and then Steamboat challenged Killings to come out. Killings does a strong promo talking about growing up as a Steamboat fan and the Steamboat Savage match at WrestleMania three, where he won the Intercontinental title. But he said that belt was second class and the WWF never gave him a title shot. And Steamboat said, I understand where you're coming from. And he gives Killings the shot at Shamrock and Killings does a rap after. Here's our man, Mordecai. Mordecai. It's not Mordecai. Who, who is it again? His name's Monty Brown. Monty. Okay. I knew it was an M. Mordecai. Do you, if you throw Mordecai on your Google machine, tell me if you see any similarities between the two. No, I won't. Who the fuck puts the giant two by four? In a like that? <laughs> well, uh, I can tell you what happened. A fan came in with that two by four, well, and security split. saw it, took it from him, threw it in the trash can. It split exactly in half as soon as he hit him. What I was thinking before we saw that was, hey, maybe the move is we should keep digging in that trash can and find. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's TV title. Hmm. Hey, by the way, I got to tell you, I'm really excited about next week. We're going to be talking about SummerSlam 1997. One of my favorite shows of all time. There's so much good stuff on it. Brian Pillman and Goldust are going to be working together. Owen Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Of course, the main event, just tremendous. Brett versus The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels is the ref. Great stuff. A uh, great era, a great era that I obviously missed. All right, we'll go ahead. We'll go track steamboat here. I we'll, am out here. No, you're going to do it. Okay. Okay. I was just in the back and there was a lady asked me for Ric Flair's autograph. And I told her, go check with Wendy. It's going to cost you $5,000. I was wrong. I uh, sent a text to Wendy. It's now $7,500. What? You know, <laughs> yeah. Made me laugh too. But here's the deal, okay? He uh, he was going to come to this event and then decided not to. And I know his son-in-law knows all about that. The fact is, we used to go Broadways. We used to go 60. We went 90 minutes in the cage in Greensboro, North Carolina on Thanksgiving Day, way before there was ever a Starcade. I got to tell you, I, uh, I thought this show started really, really great. And now it's, uh, less than great. We've gone a little yeah. too sports entertainment for me. And I think Meltzer agreed, but this one thing I think is laughable. He says, Jarrett toned down a lot of Russo's planned ideas for the show. Not sure how the gun thing got through, but probably because it was Jeff's angle. The Mitchell angle started with it being a knife to bloody people with. And then the, a silver chalice gimmick before it ended up with a finger painting blood, <sighs> mm. a knife. Can you imagine? I mean, how would we have 
done a, I mean, I processed that. A guy pulls a gun and there's a fucking shoot stabbing. Same show. Well, can't I process that. I, 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 I can't. But, he, but I do want to tell you that that reminds me of this. And I was going to tell a story earlier about. Well, this has to be some riveting stuff right here. Now, it, it's, uh, I was going to tell you a story about Eddie Kingston. Oh, yes, please do. When I, yeah, when I first met him. And oddly enough, he was talking to Jerry, Jerry Lynn. And I walked up and I said, I walked up to him and stuck out my hand. And he, we said hello. And I stood there and I was recanting the story of Jerry taking the blood from Carino and writing die on his chest. And boy, Eddie knew every, he knew everything about that show, man. He was, he was really into it. And, uh, so as I, as I've been prone to do, you know, I, you know, I, I, and I think, I don't think I was like this before I met you, but since I met you, I give people shit. You know, <laughs> I mean, just give, so I'm immediately, you know, Eddie seems like a good guy. And, uh, and I, I say to him, I say, okay, make sure you get the match right tonight. Cause I don't want to have to call any shit at the beginning of it. And he paused, he looked at me, smiled. He says, I don't know you well enough yet, but I'm going to think of a comeback. <laughs> and he never gave me a comeback. <laughs> I, uh, he, he listens to our show. So he's a good guy, man. Uh, we had been, he and I had been like uh, social media buds for a while. And then I think I, and I'd seen his wrestle live a bunch of times, but uh, I don't think it was until, oh man, 18 or 19, but he was in Chicago for one of the big, uh, either all in or all out shows. And I was doing Starcast. and towards the end of the night when the bar was damn near empty, it's just a handful of my friends. And then there's this other table and I look and he looks and we both realize, Oh shit. And so it's like, wait a minute, we've been like internet pals and now we can meet in real life and could not have been nicer, super gracious with, with all my friends. And of course my family and good guy. So happy to see him get the shot. You know, it wasn't that long ago, probably like 18 months. He was uh, thinking about getting out of the business and openly talked about it. Like, man, it ain't going to happen for me. If I, if it was going to, it would have already happened. And he kept grinding and, uh, here he was, he, he was on national TV and had the internet a buzz and he was trending on Twitter and man, he's just such a good feel good story. I hope that, that we see more of him on, on you guys programming. Well, you, you know, obviously I, I have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, and I'm not into that conversation because I'm not in talent relations at all, but I, I just want to say between him and uh, Ricky Starks, it's very apparent to me that there's a lot of great talent out there that hasn't been seen on a national level Yeah, that needs to be seen on a national level. And I, and I hope we get to see more of it. You know, what's crazy too, man is, you know, Kingston had been with impact. I mean, he was a part, he was a part of LAX doing his thing. And I mean, he is a, a performer that if you're a hardcore fan, you know who he is, but I mean, even you, you know, the voice of our childhood, captain pro wrestler was not familiar with his work, but man, he left an impression. Everybody knows who he is now. And how about if you only get one shot on TV, uh, let's challenge for the champ. Let's uh, talk shit on the mic and then let's pull out some damn thumbtacks. Let's pull out all the stops. Uh, I, was, something, I was tickled for him. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. It was, it was a good segment. That was a good, a good match. Great way to start it. 
man, they, they, this, this, uh, show has come to a screeching halt here. Hasn't it? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like we started so hot and now it's, it's too much of this and it's just less than ideal. Meltzer did say, uh, that, that, that interview that we missed a little earlier, um, from Sonny Siaki, he says that quote, they had Sonny Siaki do a rock impersonation on the interview, talking in third person and in the same type of context. Even sillier is after that buildup, he lost a slash. Hmm. What's he doing now? <laughs> that camera angle, I, I wasn't sure what he was doing. <laughs> but he's working hard, man. See, here's one thing I don't, I, I don't get. I, and I know he takes that off, but man, if you got a body like that, and I know the vest is part of the gimmick, you got a body like that, man, you show it off. Well, he's probably trying to you know? get over the gimmick, yeah. but I agree. And what's great is he looks the exact same now, you know? Yeah, he does. I, I know he does. That, I, that I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I've got a, I've got a great friend of mine and uh, he too is African-American, but my goodness. He's what he's like the opposite of Arn Anderson where he's looked 30 his whole life. And my buddy's 55 and he looks 30 and Ron Killings is 48 and he looks the exact same age here as he did when he was 30. When we're watching now, like there, there is a certain subset of folks who are just genetically gifted who look younger. Like they look way, way younger than you, than they actually are. And then you've got, <laughs> you got earthquake and Arn Anderson and J.J. Dillon on the other side of the scale, well, those some bitches were born 40. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I get that because look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm 62 and I still look 30. So I understand. Oh, anyway, what I was going to say is my buddy always says, black don't crack. And it tickled me because it's like, you know, I'll never forget. He was like, uh, I guess he's six years younger than my dad, but he looks like he could be my, he's my younger brother. Like, how is that possible? And Ron Killings, I feel like sort of the same deal. He looks like a million bucks here 18 years ago. He looks like a million bucks now. And I don't know. Is he, is he 30? Nope. He's damn near 50. Well, I wouldn't have guessed. Mm. It's all, well, it's two things. It's genetics and it's, uh, wow. Look at this guy. Oh, that's yeah, kind of, a, that's boy, kind Apollo. of a, uh, Brian Cage look there, isn't it? This is Apollo. He was a big deal in Puerto Rico. He was one of the early stars of, of TNA. They thought it was going to be a really, really big deal. He had a decent little run, but for whatever reason, never connected on the big way maybe they hoped for, but a really talented performer. And, and still only, uh, I think now, like, I could be wrong, 45-ish. So not old. Had a cup of coffee with WWE and, you know, probably most notable for his TNA stuff or... If you're a Puerto Rican fan, you knew him from down there. Wow, pretty good working punch. I'll tell you that. Look at that. I mean, that's uh that's a guy who that's that's kind of that's not Scott Hall-ish, but that's a good one. <laughs> oh my god, I just I Wikipedia this fellow. Yeah. And it said that uh, Apollo originally was a professional basketball player and he represented Puerto Rico against the United States basketball team in Madison Square Garden in 91. 
but his career in basketball was cut too short when he was forced to return home and begin working in order to support his wealthy family that spent money too excessively and begged him for money. Sounds like your story of Craigsville, West Virginia. Virginia. Uh, anyway, he started working in the professional wrestling circuit, performing as, are you ready for this name? Go, go ahead. Peter L. Stripper. What? Say that again. Peter L. Stripper. <laughs> oh, let me say it like Dave would say it. Peter L. Stripper. <laughs> His wife does that too. And I get it. Silva is actually a legitimate Hispanic person. He was born in Mexico and. Mm-hmm. He's of Mexican descent and heritage. Meanwhile, his wife's from fucking Sheboygan. She's over here rolling her goddamn R's, and I'm just rolling my eyes like, <laughs> talk like Megan. What's wrong with you? Sheboygan. The Holy shit. Anyway, if you think there ain't going to be a Peter L. Stripper shirt over at LoisRules.com by the time you hear this, you're wrong. Peter L. Stripper. <laughs> Best name ever. That's, that's one of the better ones. Peter L. Stripper. Peter, Peter, <laughs> Lord, that tickled me. Peter, uh, must be the juvenile uh, humor that uh, Lois was talking about at the beginning of the show. All right, I need to give you guys a peek behind the curtain. I got a package delivered to my house. Yes, it was indiscreet packaging, uh, but it said Tony Schiavone's name on it, and I, I let it sit in my foyer for a day or two before I decided. I open this or not? Cause I wasn't going to tell Tony. Cause what fun would that be? And I opened it up and I was blown away by what was inside. And I'm happy to tell you that this episode is brought to you by fracture fracture turns your digital images into beautiful glass prints. That's right. They print your photos directly on glass, transforming your memories into handcrafted frameless prints. Now fracture is going to help you focus on the moments that matter most by turning your favorite memories into beautiful glass prints. This is serious now. Check this out. Fracture prints directly on durable glass. It's got soft edges, which means it's going to be safe to handle. The prints come in multiple sizes. There's no frame required. And each print comes in a 100% happiness guarantee. If for any reason you do not love your print, Fracture will make it right. These glass prints also make unique gifts for your friends and your family will never forget this. This is a big deal because I'll never forget the time that I stole Tony Schiavone's seriously, what they sent us. And I'll tweet this out is a picture of our WHW logo. And I'm going to hang it up real nicely here in my home studio. It's going to look awesome. Everyone who comes over will say, Oh man, where'd you get that? And I'll say, I stole it from Tony Schiavone, but you can get one over at FractureMe.com forward slash WHW. You see these fracture prints look incredible. You really need to see them to believe it. Cruise on over to our WHW Monday Twitter right now. I'll show you a picture of ours. And you, here's the real fun. And I like this. Go upload your photo right now to FractureMe.com forward slash WHW to print your photo on glass today. We've got a special deal for our listeners just because you listen to this show. When you visit FractureMe.com slash WHW and enter the promo code WHW, you get 20% off your order. That's FractureMe.com slash WHW and enter the promo code WHW and you'll save 20% off your Fracture glass print. Now listen, I've got the WHW logo, but if you think when it comes time for Mother's Day, I'm not doing one of these for my mom, come on. If you think I'm not doing one of these for Megan's birthday, come on. I know what it takes to make mama happy 
and mama is going to love fractureme.com slash WHW. And you're going to love that. you got a great deal. This is awesome. And it's going to be something that's going to be the talk of your household. If you're really looking to get over, it doesn't get any better than this for moms, for wives. It's a home run. Go now fractureme.com slash WHW. You'll be glad you did. Do I look like one of the young bucks to you? Get color, get some juice. Do a te- do an old Terry Runnels. Terry Runnels yourself. Terry yourself. Oh my God. Where are you going? <laughs> Just... Oh, I'm going to get a DM on that one. From who? No, I'm not going to do that. You're not going to you're not going to cut your forehead. Oh, you don't love the business or you don't love our fans on Patreon. You know, we're like a family. See, I know what you're, you're trying to shame me into doing that. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. Could we get one of the jobber Shivani's to do it? No. I bet Chris would do it. If, if we gave Chris. Oh, yeah, IPA, he would. If I could get like six IPAs in Chris, I bet I could get him to do it. As long as his wife ain't there. His wife ain't going to let it happen. You know that. Yeah, you're right. You, well, you got, you got him pegged. What that she runs she runs that shit, yeah, and six IPAs and all that stuff. You got him pegged. I I drank with him once. Mm. I knew that. Hey, this is a dog that gets stuck in his cage way too long, <laughs> and when you finally let him out, he's got to run around the house a few times just to get that nervous energy off of him. Mm. So by the time he's about four IPAs in, he thinks he's bulletproof. After six IPAs, you got to put yeah. him in a potato sack to get him to the car, <laughs> and then when you drop him off at the front door. Like his daddy before him, you better drop him, ring the doorbell, and run. Because when it swings open, whew, that's your ass. Got to put him in a potato sack, get him to the car. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, listen, we've talked about it before here on the show that. You know, his father woke up many a times with jalapenos in the back of his hair and didn't know why. <laughs> once. Well, he also, now we're gonna... his father also once vomited in the tub. <laughs> what? You, you remember everything, don't you? You don't forget a fuck. Well, I'm trying to bring some levity to the situation. Yeah, because this is a, this is some heavy shit right here. Got a guy bleeding. Choke slammed a referee. Oh my God. Now one of the Harris boys, uh, balding this is our number third one appearance from him. I think yeah. the crowd, no reaction, nothing. They're just watching. Oh, there's a couple of claps. Yeah. Three guys down in three guys down in front. Oh, here comes slash. Now they go put a hood on him. It's too small. <laughs> oh, what a neck breaker, dude. That's a great move. I like the hood. I like it. It's a cool presentation. I forgot about that. Shout out to Slash. I wanted to shit on it. Yeah. But I can't. But you know, you know what they say. If the hood doesn't fit, you can't convict. I don't think so. Uh, something like that. Wow, that's pretty good. Do you think uh, Dr. James, uh, I got, I guess I said it's Father Mitchell. I almost called him Dr. James Andrews. That would be quite the insult to Mr. Andrews. Anyway, do you think Father Mitchell here uses the same tailor as Michael PSA's? I do. 
I feel like he's the, the, the next kings of comedy. Hey, we got rain here at the cabin. And we got a tin roof, so you may hear it in the background. Well, that's tremendous. Mm -hmm. It's so peaceful. Oh, this is where they going to, did they, had they planned to uh, cut him with a knife too? Yes. They were just going to stab him. They were going to, they were going to cut people with a knife. Yeah. God, man, this, this, uh, this is, this is terrible. I mean, this is two weeks with the exception of, uh, styles and, uh, skipper. This is two weeks worth of shit in a row, right? It really is. And you can bring Steamboat in to try to save it all you want, but it ain't going to happen. This is bad. Hey, how's our buddy Cassio doing? Okay. He's alive. Yeah, good. Never hear from me that much anymore. Well, that's not really true. I, I, uh, I heard from him uh, recently. Uh, he was going to uh, watch a show on HBO Max that I suggested. And he said, I'm getting ready to watch it. I said, you better. It's one of the best ones. There's Don West right in the middle of the yeah. here. I wonder if he's about to sell some baseball cards. Let's track it. So how about a little TNA? How about... Mitch TNA, it is my pleasure to introduce Mitch TNA, Taylor Vaughn. So here she comes, Miss TNA. Do you remember her? Not at all. <laughs> you saw her a couple times, I believe. I did? I think so. What, she was in WCW? She was in the WWF. Her name there was BB. Uh, she was the mother of, um, what's that guy's name? Beaver Cleaver, I think is, is, is a role she played, but yeah, she had a bunch of, uh, but she became BB uh, or later she became, um, Barbara Bush. Yeah. But she used to wrestle in gravy and uh, evening gown matches and all that stuff a few years prior to this, but I think she wound up with Bob Holly for a bit. Check this out, buddy. It's your man. You know who that is? Uh, yeah, that's uh, Alan Funk. What What did he wrestle with under the name? He had the hair up on the on the behind his head. I I can't remember the name. What is it? Quee wee. Quee wee. Oh, let's track this. I gotta hear it. Okay. Come out here. As I listened to every word he said, not only did I agree with him, but I was inspired. You see, I too want to be treated equally. I too am tired of being treated like a second-class citizen. What? And I too want to have rights. So at this time, I'm going to request, as the truth stated last week on this program, you could either treat me like them, and not give me an opportunity. What is he talking opportunity about? Opportunity at what? Or you could put that Miss TNA title on the line right here, right now. What? You just call me a Well, let me just start by saying 
I'm going to kick your homework. Whoa! Bruce wants to be Miss TNA? And he's willing to scrap and referee for referee Scott Armstrong coming from the back and calling for the bell. Uh, I guess we got ourselves a match for the Miss for Miss TNA. Oh, with Bruce, a Greco-Roman pump throw. Are you ready for this? Uh, it's it, is there something else? <laughs> is there something here going to happen that's shittier than <laughs> shit? She picked him up. Bruce is about to come <laughs> Miss TNA. Oh, no. What do you think when JR was running talent relations, he saw in Kathy Dingham? Oh, God. This is freaking nuts. He whipped the shit out of her right there. My yes, he did. Oh, shit. All right, so. Uh... Yeah, I definitely hear that rain on your end. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, I'm not. I'm I trying. love it. It's fun. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't want to screw up our podcast, but I I was hoping it wouldn't rain today. But a tin roof, man. You don't get tin roofs where we live anymore. Hear that? I bet you did in Craigsville, West Virginia. Yeah, uh, we had a tin roof on the house I grew up in in Craigsville, Virginia. We did, Conrad. That's what I said. Hey, so what I was saying is, oh, man, what, a, what an abdominal stretch here. And she almost popped out of there. Um, Jerry, the King Lawler used to do a podcast with people eating and drinking out of glasses in the background. And I did a podcast with Ric Flair once where he talked about a feed the hungry initiative. Right. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. I had to hear that. They don't have anything to eat, huh? (laughs) Ate some kimchi like a cartoon cow. That is so Rick. Oh, here we go. They're just, uh, we got a new Miss TNA. Oh, talk about intergender matches. How about an O2? Well, I'm glad he's excited about it. Oh, he is so excited. That's uh, that must have been a goal of his life. I mean, look at him. Well, Bruce, huh? Bruce. I w- do you wonder why they named him that? No. I it's don't think that had rib. anything to do with Bruce. It's a rib. Wait, what do you mean? Of course, it's a rib. Well, maybe it wasn't. Well, was uh, was Bruce Pritchard with him at that time? No, it's like when Virgil. Remember his name, Vince. And Vincent. Yeah, Vincent. Yeah. How about Loki here? What a cool segment! L- listen to this fellow's voice, y'all. I'm sorry, I do my talking out there. And here we come. Man, he uh, he, he should have been a he should have been a voiceover artist, man. Cuckoo. Great voice. I'm a big fan of, of his in this era. You worked with him a little bit in, uh, in MLW back in the day. Sure did. Got along with him quite well. Had a lot of respect for him. As the look, man, a great scowl of his face. And uh, just, uh, yeah, did great, 
Great performer. Man, you know, I'm telling you, these girls dancing in these cages just don't cut it. No, it's silly, and they would eventually do away with it. How about this, though? Loki versus Jerry Lynn. This is a three-and-a-half-star match with some, some great moments, and I believe that this is one that people still talk about to this day because in early TNA, uh, people were, were going nuts about these type of matches. And it is weird that we've got all this sort of silly sports entertainment, but we started with AJ and Elix Skipper, and now we got Jerry Lynn and low key. That's badass stuff, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, that, as you said, something for everyone, right? Yep. But I can't believe that what they did with, uh, with puppet and the gun was for anyone at all. I can't believe anyone would go for that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there were some people out there that said, Hey, this is great stuff. We want more of this. I, I, I don't see that though. No, me neither. Old school, fundamentally sound stuff, man. There you go. Snatch a hold, put it on the mat. That's old school, isn't it? That is old school, my man. But you know what? If you're going to have a long match, you kind of got to start that way, don't you? Yeah. How long are they going to go here? Your mom knows. <laughs> See, that's hurtful. Why, why is that hurtful? She was that's a big fan of TNA. <laughs> oh, great. Wow. Look at that. Some fans are applauding with that. Even fans don't give a shit about what's going on tonight. I'm not sure that we're seeing the, uh, the actual show here as it aired in order. Oh, really? Maybe that. Yeah, we're well. We only got about what thirty minutes or so to go in the show. And uh, what was the what was the uh, scheduled main event in this thing? I'm not sure. I thought, wasn't it Jeff Jarrett and Scott Hall? Maybe Jarrett and Hall could have been because that's kind of how we left them last time, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, that's coming up. We are seeing it as it happened. Yeah, and that match is still going to take place. Oh, I love that spot. Where Loki rolls up on his shoulders, puts both feet in the air, and then just boom, kicks him. You know what's weird though? Look at the crowd, man. Those bleachers emptied out across from the hard cam. Yeah. Do you think the sports entertainment ran them off and, and they're just done now because they're so turned off? Or was it, uh, we don't really know these guys or care about them. We want to see guys jump around and bleed. Well, that was it, and probably a lot of free tickets given out, I would think. And they've seen enough, and they didn't worry about their money because they didn't pay for it. Well, you think that's something? I hear AEW isn't even charging for tickets right now. Well, there you go. How about that? That's why you don't see anybody in the stands. And I heard that, yeah, so I was going to say, I heard their last show had less than this TNA house from 18 years ago. What about that, Tony? What about the fact that y'all can't even sell tickets? What about that? What about it, Tony? What about it? Well, check with the government, motherfucker. How about that? What about that? Why are you cussing me? Because you're cussing me. I'm just being a smart ass. Isn't it weird that 
there's so much whataboutism between WWE and AEW right now. Like, I don't get it. Like, who gives a shit? Watch what you want. Why are we talking about the negative? There's enough good stuff right now for us to get excited about. We don't have to focus on what you don't like. Because I have, I, I need to say this again, and I will say it to the day I die, which could be any time. The fact that there are good people in the world and there are bad people in the world. All the bad people are on Twitter. All the bad, every bad person in the world is on Twitter. There's some good people on Twitter, but not all. Bad people, they're all on Twitter. Well, we know we can count on you to do absolutely nothing because you won't even promote our fucking show on your own Twitter. uh, But but here's the deal. When I, I do understand now that when a baby is born, and he goes home with his parents, and by the time he's a toddler, they'll look and they'll say, ooh, that's going to be a bad person. And then the government comes in, knocks on the door with a piece of paper. you got to give that kid a Twitter handle at that time. That'll be with him the rest of his life. That will be probably with him or her uh, in their, uh, on their rap sheet. That's what I understand. It may not be true, but I, I think that's part of it. Part of it. Yep. Bad person, you got to have a Twitter handle. It's a government-mandated thing. So. By the way. And you, you know who you are out there. Next week, the match is going to be The Truth versus Ken Shamrock for the title. Don Harris versus Malice in a blood match. And Loki Jesus. versus Jerry Styles versus... Jerry Styles, Jerry Lynn versus AJ Styles. So how about that shit? Wait a minute. Lynn against Styles next week, the following week? He, Lynn, Styles, three-way. Oh, okay. That's shit. There's got to be baby. some sort of angle coming out of this, this match here. Yeah. Because Styles is at ringside doing the commentary. Well, I, I'm sure it's going to be a fine show, but we won't be able to watch it next week because we got SummerSlam 97. Thank God. Yeah, SummerSlam 97 is going to be killer. Killer, baby. And I'll be back home. Won't have to worry about all the rain on the roof. Mountains of Georgia. How long did they use Ed as a commentator? I'm, uh, I'm, not, sure, not I'm sure Ed handled, handled himself quite well behind the mic. Oh, yeah. He does a more than passable job. You know, I mean, it's fun that you know, he's still, I guess it's not fun. It's a shame he's still known most of all for for Oklahoma, but yeah. Yeah, that's going to be with him forever, isn't it? That Oklahoma character. I mean, even when you look him up, that's the first thing you see. But I think he, uh, I don't know how long he was here, but I mean, he's here a few more months. And then probably gone, but that's probably just, that's probably around the time they realized, Hey, wait a minute. We're not going to be making the money on pay-per-view that we thought we were. As we've talked about here before, they thought they were getting way more buys than they actually are. How long did it take them to realize that the buy, the buys weren't there? How long into this? Uh, I mean, I think they knew in a couple months. 
That's a that's a terrible scam, man. That's just terrible stuff. Yeah, we'll have to uh, get some passages from the book here at some point. Wait a minute. There's a book on TNA? Oh, yeah. A great one written by Jerry Jarrett. He breaks down the early days sort of day by day. I mean, seriously, it's like on Tuesday I woke up and prepared a nice egg white <laughs> omelet and had it on the patio <laughs> with my wife. And I okay. called Jeff at home to express my concerns over Vince Russo's wanting a little person pull a gun at a live show with fans it was against uh, everything okay. i believed in but jeff wouldn't have it i counseled with my wife about it and she decided that chicken salad for lunch would do the trick and she was right i love my wife's chicken salad there was a matlock rerun on and i was disappointed because i was hoping that it was in the heat of the night but i realized she had made lunch early that day and thrown my routine off after lunch, I decided to call Scott Steiner and see if he would be interested in coming in to work in said gun angle. He told me to fuck myself. Hell, <laughs> I was hoping it would be a good read, but it, it sounds like it's really not. No, it's, it really is good. If you're interested in like, I mean, how do you start something from scratch and you're going to try to compete? with Vince out of the ashes of WCW and I was fascinated by it and it wasn't like a widely circulated book. I mean, you could tell it wasn't like a mainstream deal, but it was really enjoyable. And, uh, I think years later I met one of the folks who helped work on that book, Mr. Mark James and Mark really wanted to document it sort of day by day of how this company grew because so much happened so quickly that you needed to do that. If you tried to do it with broad strokes, you'd miss something and, the day by day, day sort of recount that he, he shares with us is the only way you can really believe this is a real story and not just some Hollywood bullshit. Well, I need to, I need to get a copy of that book. Do you have a copy you can I give do. me? Yeah. I can loan it to you. You can't have it. Cause yeah, I, that, well, that's what I meant. Loan. You'd like, like the library. Yeah. You can use me, the Conradison library. Next time you come to my house, which by the mm -hmm. way, we've got the great, uh, the great frac fracture frame behind me. And you guys are going to hear a lot about that. unless you're over at adfreeshows.com. but they sent me yours. So I've got this beautiful piece, WHW, what happened when, and it's got your signature below it for Tony Schiavone. It's just, it's really, really good, dude. And I can't wait for you to come get it because I'm not shipping it because I don't have to, uh, because I don't want to, because I'm on this show too, but it's here for the taking. Uh, and mm -hmm. it's on the studio on the right when you come off the main garage and on the left, when you round the corner there, that's the Conradison library. It'll be on the third or fourth shelf on the left. Okay. I level ish. It's a tall book. Uh, I won't be here cause I'm trying to social distance the fuck out of you, but I just wanted you to know where your shit will be. So what you're saying is if I come to see you, you're going to vacate the house while I'm there to make sure that. If I have anything, which I've been tested repeatedly for and don't, that if I have anything that it, it won't uh, hurt you, boy, is that, is that, that's some millennial bullshit right there, buddy. Some millennial bullshit, but that's okay. We're buddies. I was hoping to come and you would uh, grill for me in the big green egg. One of five that you got in the house. That's not true. I have uh, one Komodo smoker upstairs and one down. I only have four grills here. Mm. Yeah. 
a gas and charcoal up, a gas and charcoal down. That's, that's, nah, not, that's, tremendous. that's not too many. We just got a Smokey Joe. Whoa, how about that kick? Holy shit. What do you got in the cabin? Just fucking sticks. Uh, yeah, we've been, we've been like driving into hell and eat and going into Blairsville eating, uh, country barbecue. Here's what I imagine you're out there doing in the sticks right now, trying to cook some beans over an open flame. You're like, hang on woman. I had to get some dry leaves. Now I got me a stick out here. I'm on Mr. Miyagi, this motherfucker. (laughs) You damn straight, buddy. Hang on. We're going to be eating by 30, 45 coming your way. You're sleeping in the other room tonight if you eat all these beans, though. I remember your name in college, old Rootin' Tootin' Lois. Yeah, that's what the boys used to call you. And then I said, fellas, she's all mine. She's all mine. And she's all woman, too. Woo! Wow, you're not too far off on that. And, you know, the the deal is, do you know how great fried spam tastes when you're camping? I'll never fucking know. You just, you just don't, man, you just dragon sleeper, baby. Dude, I saw a fucking tremendous meme this past week. And it said, if Mm -hmm. you had to eat one, what would it be? And the first one was spam. The second Mm -hmm. one was Vienna sausages. The third one was corned beef hash. And the fourth one was just potted meat. I Mm -hmm. show it to Megan. Megan makes a scowl and looks at me and says, what is potted meat? (laughs) And I start laughing like he just did. She said, that's not real. And I'm like, oh, yes, it's real. She's like, I've never even heard of that. You don't even know anybody who eats that. I said, call Tony Schiavone right now. She said, what? Like, Tony Schiavone eats the shit out of that. She's like, he does not. I'm like, yeah. That must be why he's grumpy all the time. <laughs> Lois can't find any recipes on Facebook on the Fox News page. So she's just letting him fend for himself. And that's probably what they sell in like gas stations. I'm like, that's exactly right. Do you know how great homemade pot of meat would be? Okay. Here comes the angle for the, Oh, see, he was trying to, Oh, he kicked the wrong, kicked the wrong guy. Didn't he? And that's going to be a DQ. And there's the key crusher. So key just Mm. hit his finish, goes for the pin, hooks the leg, count all day. Lynn ain't kicking out, but it doesn't matter because AJ Styles has interfered. And kick Jerry Lynn. So Armstrong, our referee, is going to call it off. Oh, so he turned on Jerry Lynn. I thought he kicked him by mistake here. I get it now. I did too, but no, it's AJ Turner. And he's a full-blown heel. Let's let's track it. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 he's right in the face of Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. What is this all about? I think, was, I think it was pretty blatant what just happened there. I don't think that was any kind of a mistake. I think that was a oh, premeditated oh. attack. And you know what? I think JR will be flipping out about slapping the leg with Loki. Mm. What's his, what's his hate of, he is like an almost irrational hate of, uh, of leg slapping. Yeah. And you know what, you know what it's done to, to me? Uh, it's, it's, and of course, you know, he obviously doesn't talk about it on TV, but he does talk about it behind the scenes and it's made me notice it a whole lot more. So maybe we should stop talking about it so people wouldn't notice it a whole lot more. I don't know. I mean, you know, Jr. is Jr. is old school, buddy. You know that. I mean, he's dyed in the wool. Old Bill Watts, old school. 
you know, Louisiana, that territory down there. And, you know, also, you know, JR did a lot of different things, refereeing, putting up rings, just. So that's just, that's the way he is. And you know what? For me, it's entertaining as fuck. Unlike what we're seeing right now. And thus, oh, you hear that? A little clap of thunder after I mentioned JR's name. <laughs> and Lois in the background. <laughs> Sold that one. <laughs> okay. So I mentioned JR. Better stop talking his name. God's going to get me. Listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal about JR. What happened? Okay? You said, here's the deal, and you stopped. Well, Lois started coughing. I didn't want. That's from all those years of cigarette smoking. Um, I, uh, here's, oh no, I had something I was going to say and now it's all gone. Oh no. No. Yeah. Disco Inferno was here. Disco's job talking. I've got like a 70 set here. Oh God. We lost Tony in the mountains. No big deal. Still got, uh. Disco Inferno. I guess they probably can't call him Disco Inferno, so they can just call him Disco. Or maybe that's the name of the set, Disco's. Yeah, that could be it, right? It could be like a venue, like a bar. Disco's. By the way, uh, when it came to the Observer, when they recapped this, as silly as it is, they just talked about the Goldie thing. But there's something coming here in a minute that hopefully saves this segment. Because for my money, way too much sports entertainment. Way too much talk. Well, Tony, you're back after your yep. thunder. And uh, you didn't miss much. You saw more sports entertainment. Yeah, and he, 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 he keeps talking like he he's an arrogant prick, isn't he? I know he's one of your buddies too. Who's he got here? Oh, he's bringing out Goldilocks. Cut the music. Oh, geez, stop it. You don't like him doing that? Uh, no. So earlier on, you uh, you interviewed Ricky Steamboat, and you had no idea who he was. No, I didn't, and I obviously don't know who you are but I know you got a big nose. That's right. Right between those eyes, a big Italian nose, right? Huh? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't talk about my nose, lady. Come back here and sit down on my couch. People want to hear about you. People want to, they don't want to hear about me. And I don't want to sit on this couch because it's probably got lice on it. Oh, come on. Come on. This has been in the back of a truck, Jerry Jarrett's house for about a month, deciding what we're going to put down for my, listen, I've had enough of this. Had enough. Come on, sit down. No, here, sit down right there. There you go. A pillow for you. And we're going to do the first episode of Disco's Jive Talking. Now, there have been Piper's Pit. There have been a flair for the gold. Uh, there has been a lot of talk shows in pro wrestling. This is, as you probably would imagine, Goldilocks, the worst. And it's not because he, what, 
Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's because of me. It's because of you. Because of you, you suck. Well, everybody knows that. And here's the deal. I also do a podcast with Conan. Why Conan would have me on a podcast is, uh, well, uh, no one really knows uh, why he would have me on a podcast. But I'm making a pretty good living being a bouncer at a shoe show. A bouncer. Is he a bouncer at a shoe show? Uh, no, he's like a manager. Oh, you're a manager at a shoe show? Do you think maybe that you could get me hired? What, what? Yeah, I think maybe I could be at the shoe show. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I had a terrible wrestling career. And uh, obviously, this jive talk is not going to go too far. And this is obviously one of the least entertaining parts of a least entertaining show. Well, what you need to do is wrestle, not pull guns on people, not use knives, and not bring you out. <laughs> that would make it a better wrestling show. Don't you agree? Oh, so you're blaming me for a bad wrestling show. <laughs> I got it. It's my fault. Obviously, it is your fault. You're a friend of Vince Russo's. That's the only way you'd still be on TV. People know that. People know that you couldn't work. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now you're talking about my work, and now you've gone too far. Got to get your ass out of here. Go on. Leave. I thought I was a great worker. Go on. Get out of here. I was a great worker. You couldn't even do a promo without a lousy couch. What? Get out of here. Bitch. Get out of here. These fans are not even cheering. These fans are leaving. Fans are leaving. This is for TV. Who cares if the fans are here or not? There's Let me tell you something, you wall-eyed prick. Don't you ever. <laughs> Where did I come up with wall-eyed prick? Wall-eyed prick. Wall-eyed prick. Get out of here. You suck. You smell. You smell like your mama's meatballs. You are an Italian ripoff. Disco Inferno bullshit artist. That's it. I'm out of here. Goldilocks, down you go. Hey, wait just a second. You call me wall-eyed. You don't even know what wall-eyed is. No, you don't know what wall-eyed is. Wall-eyed's a fish. That's right. It's a. It's speaking of, I'm not going to go there. What did you almost do? <laughs> oh, he got slapped in the face for what he almost said. Oh, he's oh grabbing her by the throat. My goodness. What the hell? I wonder if that's how he runs his business. I I'm hope kidding. The hell not. I'm kidding. It's a joke. He doesn't. He's a great guy. Yeah, Calm down. It is a joke. Oh, and look Who at this. Got Who's this? He's here to kick ass, my friend. He's choking her out. This is Paulina. Paulina, female bodyguard. Did she ever uh, do anything else in wrestling? You don't recognize her at all. Well, she looks kind of like China. That's what they're going for. But it's not China, right? I didn't think so. It's the first thing I thought about. Wow. The announcers have to, this is, you know, I, I think about this. This is one of the reasons that when I was at, was I, I was at that time in TNA 
you know, and I was standing in the back talking to Jerry Jarrett and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. It, it was this. I mean, I watch, you know, Don was overselling shit. Which He's selling wrong. the pay-per-view next week right here yeah. on the home shop. I mean, on TNA <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three cards so many in a pack. Ju- yeah, Jim met 10. It's like on the tip of his tongue the whole time. Jerry Lynn, Jim met 10. Ah. But a Mickey Mantle card can be yours in a pack along with a Rick Mundy card. And who knows, we may have a Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck card. The one that ruined the industry and ruined my job on the Home Shopping Network. It's selling for only, you ready for this? There are only 10 of them left. Only $39.95. That's right, $39.95. If you wait another minute, it's going to go up to 50 bucks. So call now. Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck, the card that ruined the industry. Ruined it. Not Tops. Not Fleer. Not Don Russ. It was Upper Fucking Deck. It ruined the card industry. Even the guy behind me with the smelly armpits nose. It ruined the industry. Ruined it. I had to go sell washing machines. God damn it. I look like a young Jim Hurd. Fuck, what am I doing here? I should be selling baseball cards again. Yes, upper deck. Fucked it all. I got to sit down. Help me understand. Uh, First of all, I didn't know you were that big into cards, but everybody my age knows all about that upper deck King Griffey Jr. card. Do you really think that? That 89 card ruined the baseball card industry? No, uh, uh, no, the, uh, the, uh, the upper deck people did because not the card. It. And that was the most famous card, obviously, but that was, but the, the upper deck people ruined it because they flooded the market with cards and all of a sudden cards didn't mean much. Now, you know, upper deck basically is out of business. So that's why I say, if you want to collect good cards, Cards that are really worth something, you collect them before 1989. And, by the way, the only really good cards to collect are tops. I used to collect baseball cards, and then I stopped. I collected baseball, basketball, football, whole deal. Oh, well, you still got any baseball cards? I do. You do? Can I trade you a six-man belt for a couple of baseball cards? Wait a minute. Hold on. Stop. Never mind. You grew up in the 90s. Did your dad collect baseball cards? Yeah. I've got uh, my grandfather's, his, and mine. Whoa. Stop. Stop the presses. I'm going to have to go up in the uh, attic and look for that six-man belt now. If I would have known all it took was some tobacco cards, I would have given you that a long time ago hmm. there's some kind well, of Lois just Lois just said in my ear the belt's not in the attic how do you know Matt went up there he looked in one little section and then he got overheated and then he said oh, I can't stay up here any longer That's exactly. and he said it like that too <laughs> real breathy oh Hmm. What do you think about our main so, event here, man? We got Jeff Jarrett. We got uh, Scott Hall. 
Would this have been something you would have paid ten dollars for? As we're starting to wind this show down, would at the end of the uh, show, after your two hours, would you have been like, "That was ten dollars worth"? Well, I think you know. Obviously, we had some pretty good matches in here, but it was just—I don't know. It was just—I uh, mean, the gun thing and the the uh, the disco inferno thing, and the Bruce winning the Miss TNA belt title, whatever. Uh, was that it, uh, was it worth ten dollars? No. No. I don't think so. Not $10 a week. I mean, if you think now you can get in this day and age, right? You can get a Hulu for $10 a month and look at what all you get. I think if you charge them a monthly subscription, maybe so like, you know, like they do in the WWE network, but no, I don't think a weekly $10 thing is worth it. Outs, boy, outside. Here we go. Man, they're brawling all over. This looks like an old ECW yes. show. Yes, sir, man. God, you know, every time I see Scott Hall, I think, man, what a tremendous talent. I'm really. And I know we, you know, we, we, have, we have a lot of fun at Jared's expense and laugh and uh, obviously Jeff, Jeff could work too, but man, Scott Hall, fuck. I'm really so glad. And I, I guess we've talked about this before. I'm really so glad he's gotten his life together. And we all are. He's, uh, such a big part of so many of our lives, you know, not just people like you who worked with him, but fans, my age, who grew up with him. You know, either as Razor Ramon or one of the outsiders and a, and a founding member of the NWO. Just great stuff. And when and a lot of he, us look back and we think about our favorite times as a wrestling fan, he's involved. And you don't want to you know, hear or feel like one of those guys that you feel connected with because it was your favorite time is, is going through a rough patch. And the idea that he's pulled the nose up is, man, just makes you feel good. Yeah, and, you know, when I think about it, uh, with the exception of Klondike Bill uh, and George Tuton Harris, when Scott Hall and Danny Spivey worked, oh, he boy, he missed that one. When when uh, they worked at Crockett Park and they were members of the uh, of the grounds crew, this is before Crockett had a job for him. I've probably known Scott Hall longer than I've known any other wrestler because I met him before I started in the business. That's kind of neat when I think about it. Wonder if he has any good Klondike Bill stories. I bet he does. He's got to. Yeah, because he, you know, what? he and I Scott. I got an idea. What's that? Ask me my idea off air. Okay, off air idea. You got it. I'm excited about something I can't do, but I got an idea. Okay, great. And every now and again, those ideas are good. Uh, mostly they are. Well, sometimes you don't listen. Like when I say, why don't you get your fucking ass in the goddamn medic to get my fucking belt. Now you got your wife in the gag trying to fake me. I'm coming to get what's mine, you rat soup-eating motherfucker. And now you've told me you're not even there. And all the shithead dogs are in the goddamn cabin, too. I'm coming to your house. 
I'm getting that fucking attic. I'm going home, a world champion. You nothing, heck. Uh, I certainly hope you feel better. Uh, that's a pretty good match, I guess. <laughs> I like the old school Ox Baker. I forgot to tell you my Ox Baker story. So mm. I think I met Ox in 13 at the NWA yeah. Legends Fan Fest. And uh, somehow, for some reason, uh, my girlfriend at the time decided, hey, Charlotte sounds like fun. So she made the trip and I, I had all my buds there and we were having a great time. And as I'm scrolling through, scrolling through rather, I see Ox Baker. And I'm like, holy shit, check him out. I didn't know he would be here. And he looks in our general direction, sees my girlfriend, and yells this loud. I want your body. <laughs> and she turns around to me and says, what the fuck did that old man say? <laughs> and I said, that's Ox Baker. He's in a character. She's like, well, that didn't sound like a character. I'm like, he is a character. It's fine. He's 80. Are you worried? She's like, no. So we made the approach. and. He couldn't wait to give her a hug. And he said, please take our picture. So I leaned back to take a picture. He says, with my phone. It was tremendous. Oh, Locks Baker had his gimmick, had his routine down. Oh, I know. Got to keep those skills sharp. I know, man. I do like the, the gimmick going right with it. Like I need next time you see Reba for you to just yell, I want your body. <laughs> Just see how it works in 2020. Let's just try it out. Yeah, I don't think it'll work in 2020. I love my job. Oh, he. Come what? on, man. First of all, I'm kidding. And everybody knows if you were to say that, you're kidding. They think of you right. as being very non threatening. I am. You're like um, that old Saturday Night Live skit. You're, it's Pat. You're like, it's Tony. Probably got equal parts testosterone and estrogen right now. That's probably right. That's what I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I'm everybody's buddy, everybody's friend. Some, some kids, um, most of them, I'm the age of their dad. Yeah, you're actually older than my dad. Yeah, right. That's amazing, isn't it? So is Jim Ross, and I don't think about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Eric. I know. They they were always older than me. I was telling somebody the other day. They were like, man, you're going to be ride this podcast train into retirement. I'm like, nah. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, these motherfuckers are 70, y'all. You know? <laughs> How many more fucking shows do you think we got? I go into these shows every week thinking, this could be the last one. Let's have fun. Mm-hmm. You never know. At your advanced age. Lois but I know you got, be on a bicycle you got an, fall on you. Uh, you got an alternate plan. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Styles. I'm ready for two of y'all to die tomorrow. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> Paulie Melonhead. What is wrong with you, Joey Styles and Paulie Melonhead? Paulie's. Joey's done with wrestling and Paulie is uh, a WWE contracted performer. Uh, December of 2016. Tony Schiavone's done with wrestling. Never say never in this game, my friend. And I'm living proof of that. 
God, they got they got an angle going on outside, and they got What's an angle up? going on. And See, they got to have a cliffhanger for next week's pay per view. We got you. Okay. We got this ten dollars. Now we need another ten. Let's see if we can entice you with what we got going here. <laughs> Just bring out people. Holy shit! Are they going to have a battle royal uh, in uh, the next one? Because no. that's what they're having here. It's a blood match next week. Okay. These guys, and it's a three-way. That's the thing, Joey just told you. Not Joey. Don West. Easy for me to say. We're just talking about Joey. Got a three-way. Know that. And this match is still going on. Did you have trouble in your three-ways? Did you think it was uh, just a clusterfuck? Because that's the way sure. most of the guys who have been in three-ways describe it. Just a clusterfuck. What was your experience with them? Uh, I, I, I really never got involved in them. I just kind of watched from the sidelines called the so, act, called the action, so to speak. Hmm. So you did play by play. Of course. Give us an idea. I mean, I mean, I mean, now, now, now I would just say, you're right. Jr. Good call. Excalibur. Be sure to go to uh, shop. AEW.com. Did you really used to stand in the corner while guys would handle their business? No. I mean, you've told us on this very show Ugh. about uh, Mr. Fleer and a lady friend yeah. and a glass of wine. Yeah. Um, I assume you you probably... Oh, yeah. I forgot you're in the room with Lois. So anyway... No, no. You're, you're probably saying that I saw a lot of stuff, and I didn't. I really didn't. Even in Vegas? Even in Vegas. With Bruce Pritchard? Yeah, what what uh, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, not herpes. That shit comes home with, <laughs> as you well know. No, that's what I understand. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Hey, speaking of Vegas, uh, up there in the mountains, do they have any diet uh, mellow yellow? You know what? That's a good question. I uh, we went to Walmart the other day, and I forgot to get diet mellow yellow. I forgot to even look for it. They have a real nice Ingles uh, market up here, though. I wonder if you if you go to that Ingles and you find mm -hmm. some Melly Yellow Zero mm -hmm. and you get it back to the house, Jesus. you think Lois would hit you with the old, I think I'll have that Melly Yellow now. Highly doubtful. There you go. How about that? I've never seen that before. It was uh, clearly not hitting him in the face, but still a pretty creative deal. doing the finish into a chair that's not on the ground, but in the air. Now they're going to, oh, they got Ox's uh, gurney here. So this obviously is a stretcher match. Yeah. They must have just found that at the building and said, we can do something with this. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. They're going off the air right there. With the uh, hero shot. And empty seats behind him. Well, I, I, I think I can say that I'm glad that... Uh, we're watching SummerSlam next week. <laughs> yes. And we're not going to watch much TNA the rest of the year. Uh, because I'm kind well, of TNA'd out. It's not exactly true. we got one more coming. Got one more coming? It's, uh, we're oh. going to do it in August. It's going to be for Patreon. They did an ECW reunion show. Mm -hmm. And I thought that would be fun. It was Hardcore Justice from 2010. It was just fucking awful. And I, I can't wait to watch it for you. 
We're going to do that in August over at adfreeshows.com. Uh, and we also did a really fun episode earlier this month where Ric Flair goes on a date with Ron Garvin. He thinks it's precious, but it's actually Ron Garvin. Pretty extra special episode of World Class or World Championship Wrestling. And uh, we've got some other bonus shows happening over at WHW Monday on Patreon. Isn't that right? Yeah, we do. We've got, uh, I don't know what they are right now, but we've got two bonus shows coming up by the end of the, uh, by the, end of the month on, uh, on Patreon. So it should be a lot of fun. That's, uh, that's them calling right now to tell you what the shows are in the background. And that sound <laughs> can only mean one thing. It's about that time. Yeah, it is about that time, ladies and gentlemen. It's great to be with you here from the cabin in North Georgia. As the phone is ringing, they're telling us that we got to vacate the cabin because apparently the cabin is full of spiders and fleas. But ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, when you collect baseball cards, only collect tops. Don't collect upper deck because they completely fucked up the industry, much like I did back in 1999. For Conrad Thompson, I'm Tony Giamatti. You've been listening to What Happened When. We come to you each and every Wednesday on Westwood One. But on Mondays, we are with our good friends and fans on... Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. The drone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. That's what... Patron! Thanks. I'm out of sorts today. I mean, we had the thunderclap and... Christ. The fucking phones are going off in the background. So, and you're a fuck? cat in mean, the hot. We got it done. We got it done. Good. Why are you fussing? Here's what I want you to do. When you go to the okay. store at Ingles, I want you to get you a small watermelon, not a big one, a small one. When Lois passes out from the peach bourbon around 6.15, 6.30 this evening, I want you to go in there and I want you to core out a hole, not a big hole, about the size of a quarter. That ought to give you plenty of space. And then I want you to stick your fingers in that hole. And then I want you to think about it and call me about 10 minutes later and let me know. <laughs> what? That's West Virginia fruit salad. Okay. And you're, that's even fucked up for you. We'll see you next week. On what happened when there's no better time to say, I love you. And the most hated jeweler in America is at it again. You've heard us say, I hate stevensinger.com And you've heard us rave about his famous roses, but Steven singer has been selling diamonds and bridal jewelry for four decades. Whether you have someone or something to celebrate, Steven is there for you ready to take the next step. Steven has a ready for love engagement ring collection. That is no hassle, no risk expertly picked engagement rings that are ready to go. Don't worry. Steven won't let you mess this up. He's been selling online for more than two decades, but recently he's kicked up everything a notch to better serve his friends and guests online. He has real expert jewelers on call to help you find the perfect ring or gift through new virtual video appointments, calls, texts, chats, or emails, all with extended hours. On top of that, he offers the best guarantee in the business with a full 100 day, 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. Interest-free financing is available online too. And that's just the beginning gifts that say, I love you every single day backed with decades of experience in the comfort of your own home. It's easy. Just go to, I hate fast, free and safe shipping. Steven singer jewelers. That's I hate All right. Listen up. If I had a pro tip for you, we're in just a couple of minutes. 
You could save a boatload of cash and make your life a whole heck of a lot easier with no money out of pocket. Would you do it? Of course, I'm talking about savewithconrad.com. Just to ask Bruce up in Warren, Michigan, he went to savewithconrad.com, saved a boatload of cash, left us a five-star review. And here's what he had to say. Our experience from start to finish was fantastic. My wife, Kelly and I had never gone through a refi before and didn't know what to expect. David and Jennifer answered all of our questions quickly, thoroughly, and now we have the ability to pay off our credit cards and make improvements to our home, like new windows, a new furnace, and a new air conditioner. The big plus is we'll have the mortgage paid off before we retire. Thanks to the whole team for making our dreams a reality. And no, thank you, Bruce. We appreciate your listening to the podcast and, of course, your faith and confidence in me to go to savewithconrad.com. Now, if you're listening to me and you're thinking, man, I'd like to pay my house off faster and with cheaper monthly payments, and it might be nice to skip my next two house payments, but what if at the same time I could make some home improvements around the house and upgrade some stuff, turn my house into my dream home with no money out of pocket? Listen, I know that sounds too good to be true, but it really is reality. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners in more than 40 states now keep more of their own money and make life a little easier. And we can do this for you too now, even with credit scores in the 500s. It's no cost, no obligation. And man, if we can't save you money, we won't waste your time. So what are you waiting for? Get a quick quote right now at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, no house payments for two months. That's right. You won't have to make your August or your September payment. You're done until October 1st. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. 